A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have a crazy revenge story of getting a dirty roommate fired. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, a neighbor hid my car and lied about it, so I ruined 300 pounds of meat while he was on vacation. This happened about 5 or 6 years ago. For some context, my neighbor, we'll call him Chester, is your stereotypical weekend outdoorsman type. He owns at least 10 different baseball caps and they all have camo on them. He's one of those. He drives a Jeep, which will be important later, and usually spends his weekends either hunting, fishing, or prepping for when the bombs will drop. I tried to explain to him once that we were within the fallout range of a major city, so if it got hit we'd be screwed either way, but whatever. Everyone needs a hobby, and some people's is collecting canned peaches. Two weeks before the revenge, I came outside to see my car had a broken window on the passenger side, and that part of the frame was dented just above the door handle. I can tell immediately from the size and shape of the dent exactly what it was from. As I said, my neighbor Chester drives a jeep and mounted on his front grill is a cable winch he uses for pulling stumps and whatnot. It juts out almost a foot and a half in front of the bumper and is made of solid metal. Anyone with a picture of the winch and the shape of the dent in my car could CSI that crap just from eyeballing it. The dent is almost identically shaped and situated at the same height the winch was mounted. On top of that, Chester lives directly across the street from me and he likes to back into his driveway. Conveniently enough, my car is always parked on the street, so he has ample opportunities to hit it. I asked Chester about it, and without saying anything, he shook his head while biting his lip like some clueless cartoon character. I then asked if anyone who borrowed his car might have done it, because the wench itself was pretty scratched up. Almost like he's been ramming it into things all over town. Again, Chester silently shakes his head and then tries to tell me it was probably teenagers. No exposition, mind you, he just blamed it on teenagers. I was fuming, but kept my composure and went home to call the police and my insurance company to report it. I managed to get a competent police officer who told me point blank that it was clear what happened, but without a witness, it would be pointless to try and prove it. The insurance agent was equally certain of Chester's guilt, but ended up recommending I pay out of pocket for the repair. Since I was parking on the street, it was a factor the insurance company might use against me if I filed the claim. When it came time for them to recalculate and adjust my monthly rate, I could see a significant increase. A few hundred out of pocket right now could save me several hundred a year going forward if my rate was increased due to my own negligence, which is what the claim would, unfortunately, be categorized as. Raw deal for sure, but at least he was honest with me. Fast forward to two weeks later, Chester and his family are going up north to rough it in the nature for a week, and despite my cold attitude towards him in recent days, he asks me to keep an eye on his house while he's gone, since I'm the only person in the neighborhood that he trusts, apparently. I agreed to do it not because I had any type of revenge in mind, but because he gifted me a large case of beer for my service. His one request was that I call him if we have any extreme weather because he'd need me to check on something. Two nights after he left, we had a nasty storm. Wind, hail, and even a few rolling blackouts. The next morning, I called Chester to ask what he needed me to check on, but he didn't answer. Knowing Chester, he'd probably set up camp in some rural part of America with no ding cell phone service, even though he asked me to call him if this happened. 
After a few failed attempts, I went over to his house to inspect for any potential issues that might have arisen from the weather. I figured he was probably worried about his garage flooding, since his yard was frequently a moat after heavy rain. I went into the garage, and there was no flooding, but something caught my eye immediately. Four large freezer chests lined up side by side, taking up a huge chunk of the wall. I peeked inside one and immediately realized what Chester was worried about. All four of them were packed from floor to lid with meat. Some of it was still in packages from the grocery store and some of it was wrapped in butcher paper, likely game picked up from Chester's hunting exploits. But on the top of one of the freezers was something else that seemed out of place. It was a red Solo cup full of frozen water with a penny sitting on top. I thought that was weird and dismissed it immediately, but curiosity got the better of me later that day when I got home. I decided to Google it and what I learned instantly clicked as a way to get the ultimate revenge on Chester for hitting my car and sticking me with the repair bill. There's an old life hack that people used to use when they went on vacation. You freeze a cup of water and then place a penny on top of it and stick it in your freezer. If your power goes out, the water will eventually melt and the penny will fall to the bottom of the cup. If you return home and the penny is at the bottom of the cup, your freezer was off for an extended period of time. And now, everything in it has potentially defrosted and become unfit for consumption. I immediately got up and ran back to Chester's garage to scope out the legitimacy of my nefarious deed. As luck would have it, Chester's circuit breaker was hidden behind a tool shelf, not directly visible to the naked eye. Who would put a shelf in front of a circuit breaker? Chester, of course. So I promptly took the cup out of the freezer and sat it on Chester's porch to let it get a little sun. After a few hours, the ice had melted enough that the penny slipped right to the bottom of the cup. I then put the cup back in the freezer, being very careful to position it exactly where it was when I took it out, before moving on to the last phase of my insidious plan. I started blowing up Chester's phone with calls and frantic text messages. Chester, where's your circuit breaker? I can't find it and your power's off. Get back to me ASAP. I did this countless times over the next two days before I finally got a call back from Chester. He told me immediately where to go in his garage to find the circuit breaker, which of course I already knew thanks to my prior detective work. I sat the phone down and flipped the circuit breaker twice, once to turn it off and then a second time to turn it back on, giving it just enough time to mess with the digital clocks on all his appliances. And with that, my revenge was complete. All that was left was for Chester to come back home, which took another two days. When Chester got back home, I was nervous but eager to see if my charade had worked. The next day, I got a knock on my door. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It was Chester. He asked me if I wanted some meat to give to my dogs. Apparently, the power had been off for too long and all the meat in his freezers had thawed out while he was gone, so he was throwing it out. I asked him how much he had, and he said it was probably somewhere close to 300 pounds. He didn't want to waste it all, so he asked if I wanted to give some to my dogs. I graciously helped myself to roughly half a freezer's worth of meat, some of which I stored in my own fridge, and the rest Chester was nice enough to offer to hold on to in his freezer until I needed it. The kicker is that Chester had no idea the meat never actually defrosted and was still perfectly good. That night I helped myself and my dogs to a couple of nice steaks, courtesy of old Chester himself, who was still busy walking the neighborhood, unloading the tainted meat on anyone who had a cat or dog that might want it. It was at least four or five months before me and my dogs went through all the meat Chester had given us. I don't know if I made all my money back for the repairs on my car, but I didn't have to buy any meat for many a fortnight. I am willing to bet it probably didn't recoup all of the costs. But hey, in a situation where you're left with the impossible task of trying to get any kind of money back, ultimately I'd chalk this up as a W. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is Roommate Stole From Me, So Her Wallet Vanished. Back in college, I had better credit than my three other roommates, so I put our internet slash TV under my name, otherwise the deposit would have been $600. The cable company offered me a $300 Visa gift card upon sign up. Two months later, I called them because the gift card never arrived. They tell me they sent it a few weeks ago, and eventually I'm able to find out from Visa that someone used it at the Whataburger, Target, and liquor store near my house. I'm ticked off because obviously one of my roommates has used it, but I don't know which one. A few weeks later, roommate number two complains that their $200 birthday gift card to Target has gone missing. His mom still had the receipt and the store was able to tell her that someone used it at the Target near our house. He's obviously ticked off too, but we've now realized it's probably one of our other two roommates. Couple weeks after that, roommate number three's wallet disappears. We turned the house upside down looking for it and we knew it had to be in the house because her car key is attached to her wallet and her car is parked at the house. She is absolutely frantic, sobbing, screaming, hyperventilating, etc., throwing crap everywhere and just having an absolute meltdown while tearing the house apart. We had never seen her behave like this, so we're all kind of surprised that she'd be that upset about her wallet. It's stressful, sure but I genuinely was concerned about how she was reacting. She says the gift card thief must have taken it, implying it's roommate number four, the only person who hasn't had something stolen yet. A few days after that, I found her wallet in the trunk of my car. We'd gone to get groceries together and I guess she just laid it in the trunk while we were unloading. I'm like, holy crap, I found her wallet. And then I open it up because I'm just excited to confirm that I did indeed find her wallet. Bam! Both stolen gift cards, front and center. No doubt. The Visa gift card has my name printed on it and roommate number two's mom had written something in Sharpie on his gift card. I realized she has a meltdown 
I realized she had a meltdown because she was afraid we'd find out she was the thief. I left the wallet, cash and all, right where it was, pushed up against the inner lip of the trunk so you couldn't see it unless you leaned farther into the car. A locksmith wouldn't make her new keys without the title, and the title was in the glove box of her locked car. All in all, she spent about $500 replacing her driver's license, title, and keys. Not to mention not being able to drive her car for several weeks. I moved out of state with her wallet still in my car, finally tossed it in the trash several months later. Sometimes the universe assists you with petty revenge. Stories like this make me kind of glad I don't have to deal with the roulette wheel of finding out if my roommate's going to be a decent person. When you get a taste of just living on your own, you realize how amazing it is to not have to share a space with somebody. Unless, of course, you have like a partner, but that just makes it even better, right? Our next story is, Bully made fun of me for pooping my pants? Pooped on her porch weekly 20 years later. This girl was a relentless bully at a private Catholic school where I didn't fit in. Granted, I did have some bowel issues and pooped my pants semi-regularly, but she was one of those benches that was just born to be a mean girl. Her brother even made fun of my brother for being overweight. When I moved into my first apartment when I was 19, it so happened that her brother and her both lived together with their sorority sisters and frat brothers a mere block away. My roommates and I drank heavily at the time, and upon finding out that they lived there, decided it would be hilarious if we are pooped on her porch. Well, it was so fun that it became a drunken tradition with 10 plus people, off and on for the next 5 years at least once a week. Getting to tell her years later is a whole nother story, which was its own petty revenge in itself. I tell the story to my daughter and her friends as an anti-bullying cautionary tale. I think this is a surprisingly long-lasting example, but I do agree with the general premise that if you torture somebody, you, you tease them and bully them for years, I mean, you can't realize some of the damage you might be causing this person and years later down the road, somebody who felt tortured or bullied, you might have left a target on your back even after all those years. Our next story is, roommate used me, so I told his mom. Okay, so this happened a couple years ago while living in my first apartment with friends. There were a couple people that rotated through the apartment, but the result ended up being the same. My roommate, 20 or 21 year old male, let's call him D, and I, 23 or 24 year old female at the time, had gone through about three roommates during our lease. The first, a friend of mine, decided to move back in with family and stopped sending rent, so she left. The second roommate, let's call him Jay, had an urgent and very important family matter and had to move back home to care for his relative. The third roommate, call him R, decided to stay. This is all relevant later. So when we moved in, I was struggling mentally due to some personal reasons and I quit my job. I did what I could to make money and still contribute to the bills. D picked up the slack and I was so grateful. What I wasn't grateful for was a disgusting kitchen every single day. I provided everything in that apartment except his personal items and his food. Everything else I brought or was gifted. Furniture, dishes, lamps, food, seasoning, beverages, all of it. D also had terrible hygiene. He worked in fast food and restaurant kitchen cooking and always smelled like grease and a gross kitchen after work, but wouldn't shower, just get in bed or change his clothes and then get in bed. He always smelled bad to the point I'd repeatedly request he shower. Day after day, I'd beg him to clean up. He never did. It was always, okay, yeah, I got it, but never, hey, I did it. So I got stuck cleaning. 
I got tired of wanting to cook and being unable to because all my dishes were in the sink. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Our next door neighbor had roaches and I found one in our cabinet and told him to take care of it. Once he saw it, a tiny one, he freaked out and started doing his own version of a deep clean, wiping everything down with a wet rag. That's it. Between R and D, I couldn't take it anymore. By early 2022, I'd gotten a great new job with amazing pay. I started contributing and doing my part with bills. I was over the moon. R, however, had not contributed a dime as he didn't have a job. Jay had offered to let him move in without talking to me and D, knowing that R didn't have a job. The road was rocky with Jay for other reasons, so I left it. R and D got along famously, which was great. D needed a friend since him and I were butting heads every waking moment. Well, one day D comes home and says his work hours got cut and he was looking for something new. All good. I could cover the slack like he did for me, and I do, from March to August when our lease ended. In that time, the dirty kitchen got worse. I'm talking food had mold growing on it, refrigerated items were being left out, multiple trash bags in the kitchen, de-parked right next to the dumpster, and the icing on the cake, a raw chicken alternating between the fridge and the counter. It leaked raw chicken blood juice everywhere. This never got cleaned. At this point, I'd stopped cleaning and stopped caring. I was footing the bills for the apartment and cleaning while these two bums were off spending money on shoes and girls. I'd had enough. D and I got into it one last time before moving out. He blamed everything on me. The dirty kitchen, the roommates that left, bills not being paid. I told him that this was his mess. I can't control other people and I'm not his mom. We didn't speak for two months. So for two months, R&D had to cook and eat in their own dishes. Reminder, they had none. So I packed up all my stuff and put it in my closet in a way that would be obvious if they moved it. They had no regard for my space when I wasn't home. Would just go in my room to use my bathroom or get a dish. They were livid. We finally move out and I clean the entire apartment top to bottom. The carpets in their rooms had to be replaced, so we lost the deposit. We got a bill for the cleaning services and asked for their part of the payment. R still had no job and D was living back home with his mom. For months I reached out to D for his payment, but he would block me whenever I reached out. Eventually, I told him I was going to take him to small claims court and he ignored me. So I called his mom to tell her my plans. D's mom was a sweetheart to me always. She even tried to warn me about living with him but didn't disclose why. When I told her I was going to sue, I told her everything. She asked when he last helped with bills and I told her since April. Turns out from April to August he'd been asking his mom for money for the bills and spending it elsewhere. She was livid. She assured me that I was going to get my money back and if I didn't, I could sue. He called me and immediately started cussing me out. I hung up on him. His mom checked in every couple of weeks to make sure I was getting my payments. He planned to pay it back in two months. It took him six. Use me as your live-in housemaid and bank account? 
deal with the consequences of stealing from your mother. I mean, not only did this guy get himself in very hot water with his own mom, I love the idea of just in general, reporting people who are terrible jerks to their own parents. People who extort or are just treating people horrendously or are massive slobby roommates. Finding out that they have their parents added on Facebook and just sending a message to their mom reporting their behavior. I mean, even just for the fun of it, it's kind of hilarious. But sometimes it actually does lead to some kind of development, at least in the short time. Our next story is, got two managers fired. So I was with a pretty new company as an assistant manager. We got a new general manager and she started off great, helpful, caring, everything you would want a manager to be. After about a month, she started showing how she really was. Hostile with customers, high at work, coming in hungover daily. So I found a new job and put in my two weeks. About three days before my last day, our regional came in and asked why I was leaving. I told him everything and she was fired on the spot. And they gave me a raise to stay, so I did. We ended up getting a new manager in who once again seemed amazing knowledgeable, hardworking, amazing. Turns out she was exactly like the previous manager, but more spiteful. So I once again found a new job. At the end of my last day, I sent an email to everyone in corporate explaining exactly why I was leaving in detail. Within a week, she was fired and they've been calling me trying to get me to come back for a raise. I know more than most of corporate about how to do my job and the manager's job, and have trained everyone that works there on how to do their job. I've refused. From what I've heard, the place is going straight downhill, and there's not much to do to save it. I feel oddly satisfied with how things ended. It's almost not even a revenge, it's just doing your duty to report a bad manager. Although I will say, I'm sure it feels great to make sure that these people who obviously did not treat you well got dealt with accordingly. Our next story is, company denied me a raise and then ignored my requests. Ended up paying me $75,000 for their .com domains. I worked for a startup company since the very early stages as their only designer. For two years, I was responsible for everything web and graphic design related. Packaging, collaterals, product images, Amazon listings, etc. Because they couldn't offer me benefits, they hired me as an independent contractor, so I wasn't considered an employee at all. Fast forward two years later, the company's making millions a month selling on Amazon. I told them my rate was going to increase to reflect the success of the company and the role I played in such rapid growth. But they declined and told me they were going to end my contract. Later learned that they were planning to hire someone in India to do the job cheaper. Before they terminated my contract, they asked me to make a website to start selling their products and set up a subscription-based model. They had several brands, so I had to make several websites for each brand. Because they couldn't be bothered to buy the hosting or the domain, I ended up building the whole thing on my own personal hosting with the intention of transferring everything once they bought everything needed to get the site live. Despite reminding them to buy the domains for all their brands and hosting so I could transfer everything before my contract was terminated, they ignored me. Notice that all their business was through Amazon and they only owned the parent company domain. After my contract ended, I handed over the files and bought a lot of the domain variations for their brands. Brand.com, Brand.net, Brand.store, Brandindustry.com, etc. 
A couple of months went by, and I got an email from the CEO asking why I didn't transfer ownership of the domains to them, and I forwarded him all my emails reminding them that it was their responsibility to register the domains, and that I'd bought the domains with my own money after they terminated my contract, so I legally owned all of them. He tried to claim trademark violation and start litigation, so I offered to transfer ownership of all the domains for $30,000 each. They had three brands, so $90,000. After some back and forth, we settled for $75,000, signed a contract, and they cut me a check. Pay your web developers, please. I love this though, because even though they threatened litigation, you know it's going to take a long time, it's going to be very messy, and it's going to be very expensive. So hey, offering them honestly a fair enough price and enjoying the money you get from it, smart move and I'm glad OP stood their ground. This next story is cheating husband public shaming. So this happened at my work a few years ago. Before the pandemic, I worked in a cubicle at a software company in a large office building in a large office park. Some guy was cheating on his wife. She made flyers calling him out, calling his mistress out. She had their names and phone numbers, details of the affair. Here's the best part. They were color printed, a picture of her face and a full body naked picture of him. His you know what in the picture was tiny. The wife taped these pictures everywhere, trees, entry doors, people's windshields. People took pictures of the flyer, it spread like wildfire. I mean, I get why she did what she did, but if it could be proved that it was her that did this? I honestly think that there's some kind of damages you could theoretically get back from this. It's just, does the husband want to publicly drag this on even longer going to court? Our next story is, I got my dirty roommate fired. I, 30 year old female, am from country A, and a few years ago I was hired by a company in country B. I had to move to country B for a few months in order to be trained for the job, and then I could go back home to keep working remotely. I was hired more or less at the same time as a few other people from my country. As a result, the company had to find a suitable accommodation to put us in for several weeks, and so hotels were not an option. They found apartments for rent and put two employees from country A in each apartment. I was the last employee from country A to be hired, and as a result, I was accommodated in the only apartment that still had a free spot, with a roommate from my country who we'll call Jeff. 32-year-old male. Cue to my first day in Country B, I was picked up at the train station after a long plane ride, and Jeff and others were kind enough to come get me to walk me to the apartment building we were all sharing. During the walk, Jeff kept telling me how long he'd spend cleaning the apartment to make it ready for me, and I was thankful. However, when we got to the apartment, it was nasty, full of dirt, and what I want to assume were Jeff's beard hairs scattered all around the place. The toilet was disgusting, the kitchen was sticky up to the ceiling, so I spent my first few days cleaning everything behind Jeff's back so as to not offend him. Some people's standards of cleanliness are different, so I thought nothing of it. Weeks passed, and Jeff never cleaned again. He was incredibly messy, never cleaned after himself, walked in dirty mud boots all around the house, never did a single dish, never washed his bed sheets, barely showered, often forgot to flush the toilet after using it, never opened a single window to air the house, etc. I was absolutely disgusted and anxious the entire time I lived there, and I cleaned the house like a sick person each day to keep it livable for me. On our last night before returning to our home country, 
I packed my suitcases, washed all towels, linens, clothes, floors, surfaces, appliances, everything. Jeff chose to get peeing drunk instead and not pack his suitcase or clean his room because he said it would take him 10 minutes the next morning. The next morning, I get a knock at the door at approximately 9am. It was our boss coming to pick up Jeff. Because his flight was early in the morning, he was going to a different part of our country. Jeff was asleep in his dirty room and I had to wake him up. He panicked, threw a few things in his suitcase and ran for the door. Before he left, I asked if he intended on cleaning his bedroom as he promised and he begged me to do it because I'm a better cleaner and he was too much in a rush. I called him a pig and he left. Cue my revenge. I'd spent several weeks cleaning after him, not complaining to not come across as annoying and just putting my head down and cleaning to make the house livable for me. I was so done and did not want to pick up any more hair or dirt coming from this man's body. So I called our boss. I explained the situation. The company had told us to leave the apartment spotless otherwise they wouldn't get their deposits back. My boss came to the house to check Jeff's room and was appalled at what he saw. He profusely apologized to me, went to a supermarket and bought new cleaning supplies. Even brought a hoover from his own house. He spent the next few hours scrubbing the room on his hands and knees. He threw out the clothes and personal items Jeff had forgotten. And best of all, a few weeks after and seeing Jeff's performance was completely subpar, he fired Jeff. If he hadn't been such a terrible human, he might have helped him get better at the job. But he chose to fire him instead. Long story short, Jeff ruined his own chances at a very good job, and I was thanked over and over again for putting up with the situation so gracefully. I also got a raise shortly after. I'm not gonna lie, when it comes to my own stuff, I'm not usually the best at being the most tidy. I can be messy, and I can find myself being okay with being messy for honestly a lot longer than it should be. But if I'm going and staying in a place like a company-supplied apartment or hotel room, and they also especially say, make sure to keep it spotless or else we're not keeping our deposit, I couldn't imagine slobbing out, or I could imagine being a bit of a slob, but immediately cleaning it up, you know, actually taking care of it. I feel like this guy had to have grown up with nobody keeping them in check about their own personal things, and never learning how to clean anything. I mean, how can you be that helpless about keeping a space tidy at all? It's just totally shameless. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.